welcome to Slacker Moto Radio with Brad and Addison. Based out of the Pacific Northwest, we're talking motorcycles and the motorcycle community, and we're excited to have this hour with you. Here we go. Welcome back, Slackers. Brad, thank you for uh, sighing in the middle of that. How are you? I am doing good. Yeah, there's just a long delay. I know nobody's going to hear that, but uh, I was starting to panic a little bit and got tired, fell asleep, but uh, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, it's a good weekend. Nice and dry. Uh, can't complain. We've got Thanksgiving coming up. I mean, what's 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 there to be upset about, frustrated? Got to be happy. That's fair. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. At least in, uh, what, it'll be two days after this comes out. Well, how about you? How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I uh, also enjoyed the dry weekend. I was able to get quite a bit done. I uh, got everything formed and, and ready for the base seat pan shape bent, cut to the right uh, size, and currently taped on the subframe. Uh, now I'm working on making the, the box to contain all the electronicals. So kind of getting everything going from a basic uh, container, right? The standpoint, I mean, the bike's going to be, this is for the Gladiator, of course, but it's going to be ready to go um, to really start buttoning up the deets. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Got, uh, got some work done, built my own uh, bend brake. That was kind of fun. Kind of a uh, couple, couple pieces of angle iron and some weldable hinges. But I picked up at our, our local steel yard out here and made myself a bend brake. I kind of was sick of, I don't know if sick is the right word. For the seat pan, I did a lot of hand bending with a hammer and and uh, some of the stuff you and I had practiced a while back. So I actually bent the seat pan old school okay. um, on a piece of wood with, with hammer and everything. I needed to do that because it was thicker gauge than I had the uh, ability to do. But when I'm building a box to contain right all the... the uh, electronicals you know i want i need a, a breaker box i'm going to need all the fuses the relays everything i kind of want to keep it all in one spot for clean clean harness routing so building a box you really can't i mean you can do that by hand but it makes a lot more sense to bend it clean as a box than i can just weld the seams so i gotta that's say where we're at with that this all sounds pretty crude i think it's cool that you put together something and i don't mean to 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 trash it but what i'm saying is it seems pretty crude i mean you can go and you can buy waterproof boxes very easily off the shelf and then build a bracket for it so why did you decide to go down the route of making uh reinventing the wheel let's say so i mean the the quite frankly the the relay box that it's going to have and all of all of the components within this will be you know off the shelf purchases i'm not building my own electronics by any means um, but I am building the box to contain those uh, based on just the shape of the bike and the way the frame bends. I mean, it's not going to look correct. It won't It won't follow the form of the bike if I just put a square box in there. So it's actually kind of a almost shoe-shaped, um, you know, square on the back, but kind of does a, an hourglass and comes to not a point, but tightens up in the front. Uh, and so this box will basically fit in the um, the frame within the shape of the frame itself, and I can just bend the 
the front and back and then weld a side on that matches the shape of the frame. So it should be much better form uh, that'll allow it to, to do all that. Now all of the components internal to that will then be um, waterproof and, and I'll actually powder coat the box and, and the whole thing. So okay, it'll be, it'll be a bolt on box that will be basically sealed on top by the seat. I mean, similar to any bike, right? You pull the seat off of my, my stripple or any of the bikes I've got and the electronics are right there under the seat. So it's not going to be, you know, a novel, new, crazy idea to throw all that there. Uh, it'll just be a matter of buying the right components internal to that that are then, you know, water resistant for those that need to be and in the right spot so that they are, uh, you know, not getting wet or, or uh, you know, no problems there. So Right, right. I mean, there's just a lot of things that one could do for that. And I'm, I think yours is going to turn out awesome. But, you know, like I don't a gang box for, for a house that's, you know, PVC yeah. and then you they have a seal and you open it up. Like there's, I'm not saying that what you're doing is wrong. I'm just... You know, obviously you're going for a certain uh, aesthetic, right? And we don't want something that's ugly, you know, you know, on there. But there's other options if you have the space for it. Well, and that so that's exactly the point is is if I have the space and and there is space, I could throw it between the uh, the side brace rails of the you know of the side frame. And if I were putting covers on the side to to box it all in from an aesthetic standpoint, anyway, that would make a lot of sense. But I don't plan to. Uh, to put side covers on the bike. So basically the electronic box is part of the form of the bike, right? It's not, it's not going to be covered and hidden because that's, you look at like an air box or different things on, on your factory motorcycles you buy and you pull the side cover off and it's really ugly underneath it because it can be right. You've covered it up with a pretty aesthetic cover. So who cares what's underneath? And rather than that being the case, the actual container for these components will be part of the, the aesthetic of the bike. So, Okay, I'm looking forward to it. Minimal effects, right? Keep it uh, keep it minimal from the root tail end. I think that that's a cleaner look. Uh, gets rid of all that excess that, that doesn't need to be there. You know, it'll require a full full harness creation on my part. But uh, fortunately, I've got the factory harness. I can go off of pulling, up, you know, removing any unnecessaries, and uh, you know, run the the necessary components from there. So now, do you have wiring diagrams and the technical service manual and everything? I have all that like- as well. Yep. Yep, right. got I mean, the Hanes. If you have all of that and you can trace and you can read a schematic, which takes a little bit to kind of get your head around, wrapped around how that's laid out, then then really wiring isn't too bad. It's all a matter of having the correct wire, connectors, shrink tubing, and, and such. I mean, if you have all of that and you have the pliers and everything, I mean, it's really not that big of a deal. It just takes a little bit of time to study and kind of plan out what you're wanting to do. I mean, really, wiring is pretty simple, um, at least on older bikes for the most part. Exactly. Well, and the the important thing as well, I mean, not only is it simple, but what's absolutely necessary is pretty minimal to actually make it run, right? It's not like it's computer run. You know, it's a carburetor. It's not fuel injection, really, as long as you've got your basic necessary, um, you know, checks. It checks a few things. Um, but most of the actual extra wires and sensors on the engine don't need to be red for the engine to run or for the key to turn. They're only dummy lights, right? To make sure that your, you know, your oil pressure is good or your temp sensors are really not doing anything. They're, they're not turning on a fan. It's a mechanical fan on this. However, I will add, I am adding an electronic fan. Uh, to and removing the uh, the mechanical fan just because at idle a mechanical fan is significantly less optimal 
but um you know really it's yeah you need your basic relays and uh, i mean even for the starter once you get your your battery to starter and then a few relays to the stator to keep the plugs sparking and Mm -hmm. you're good to go i mean it really the absolute necessary items are a handful of wires so to test it all and, and begin going through um, electrical checks before plugging everything in and running the harness clean against the frame and all of that should be fairly simple. Um, it's really making sure that all of those accessories, right, the speedometer, the the uh, indicators, the lights, all that stuff is is wired in such a way that it, it stays clean with the harness, and I don't have a bunch of you know loose harness components dangling off anywhere. Right. Right. So it shouldn't be too bad. Also, you know, I've got the original harness, so I can reuse connectors that are good, but I plan to, you know, very little of that will be uh, factory connectors uh, or components for that matter, right? When it comes to the relays and all of that, I plan to replace with modern, newer components to uh, to help support LED lighting and, and all of that. So, And as far as the engine's concerned, a lot of those are like spade connectors or bullet connectors anyway. So, I mean, those yeah. are pretty simple to come up with and the rest was just that way you could disassemble or or assemble certain sections of the bike in a modular fashion so it could be you know you could remove a certain section harness or add to it or whatever the case may be so yeah definitely uh, those could be um, updated and i know you've got some in mind that are are much better than the oems in the 80s at least so it'll turn out really well so that that's the plan there, but got uh, with the nice weather, could really pull everything out and enjoy some sunshine while I was, you know, working on the bench grinder or welding up a uh, a uh, bend brake and you know, kind of making different things, just kind of enjoying being out in the front of the the shop door there. So it was it was nice, enjoyed that while I was working and let the kids play around while I'm working there and outside and ride their bikes and everybody gets. Uh, you know, has a good time enjoying the, the good weather we've got. It looks like we may have some more. We always do, right? Every it, As bad as the Northwest is uh, on paper, we always have every couple of weeks a couple of nice days that are, are worth getting out and using. And it's nice that this one was a weekend. Yeah, so, I mean, I know that it looks like we've got another nice weekend coming up. But, uh, you know, what the plans were, I mean, I'm surprised that you didn't at least go out and, you know, put lights on the house or get your jack-o'-lantern of christmas um set up in the in the house yeah i don't need all those seed seeds all over the floor from the uh, from carving the pumpkin i'm talking about your christmas tree i'm just using your own words no well, i know i'm talking about i'm talking about all the pine needles yeah yeah well you know you already have you have one in the closet that you're going to bring out you're not going to actually have any needles on the ground no we've used that enough years now it's a pretty clean process that's horrible. No, it's so Fresh nice. tree. Fresh tree is unnecessary. No, it's not. It's part of Christmas. Come on. you got to have some Christmas traditions. I know we're going to get into we do. Christmas, but i got to know, what, what's your guys' Christmas tradition? What's, what's one of your Christmas traditions? Well, we've been doing zoo lights the last few years, but out here, that's basically shut down. It's now like a, a drive-through partial situation. Um, but I will say, o- over here, this is actually super relevant good question brad didn't plan on talking about it the local washugo motocross track is planning to do lights at the track so i don't know what that entails yet they've only kind of teased it as a thing that they're gonna do um but obviously that's all outdoor so it meets all of our local requirements 
Um, and I don't know if it's drive through or walk through or what it officially is, but I think we may uh, subsidize our usual zoo lights with uh, with motor- motocross track lights this oh, year. I figured you'd have to be on a dirt bike to do it. I am not opposed to that. That would be the right way to do it. Maybe they'll do that uh, during the day and then at night when the lights are on. <sighs> okay. okay. <laughs> I don't know what the plan is there, but... Um, but yeah, they posted a, a whole thing about it. So I don't know the details. Definitely check out Moto- Washougal Motocrass. Um, I guess Washougal MX Park for uh, for the details if you're also interested or in the local Portland area. But um, but that looked pretty cool. And uh, I think it would not be hard to convince the whole family to come out and do that for an evening. So we'll probably do that instead of Zoo Lights. Um, we always do a, you know, an inaugural right around Christmas Eve, usually a couple days before uh, inaugural is not the right word there, but we run through and annually we go and, uh, look at all the lights in the area, right? Find the neighborhoods that go all out and drive around to look at that. Nice. Yeah. yeah that's otherwise yeah. a lot of Christmas day traditions that, uh, that involve, right. Our, who, who's being Santa for the day to, to deliver presents to everybody and, Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. When we can open, look through stockings and when we can start opening things that are wrapped and so on and so forth. Wait, you so. make people wait? People have to wait to open up their stockings? That's horrible. 100%. They have to sit at the top of the stairs until until we're all ready. That's horrible. Why is that horrible? I don't know. That was the one thing that we got to do as kids is you could get into your stocking and then you'd, you had some candy, you were all sugared up and... Usually there's some sort of a toy or gizmo and gadget, some flashlights that you could point in your siblings' eyes or something, you know, while you waited for your parents to wake up. No, we like to make our kids sit there and and stare at them for hours before we wake up. Oh, they can see them from the top of the stairs? Well, that's the best part, right? Oh. Okay. We'll see how well they actually withhold to that rule. Temptation, yo. For us, I'd say some of our traditions are going out and definitely um, hunting for a Christmas tree. For me, that's that's huge, something that I really enjoyed as a kid and uh, continue on as a tradition for our family. So we've had a lot of good adventures that way. Uh, also, you'd mentioned going around and looking at Christmas lights. Yeah, we'll do at least uh, one good drive. Um, usually Chris- Christmas Eve, we like to do that as one of our things is go out and look at Christmas lights before you go to bed. So, um, yeah, that's at least a few of our traditions. We've got quite a few as well, but, uh, I think it's important to have some traditions. It makes it fun, something to look forward to pass on to the next generation and I don't know, take advantage of the season. I agree. No, I mean, in, in any case, traditions are important, right? That's what makes one of the big things that makes us who we are. But since we're talking about Christmas, what I want to know is what are your uh, Christmas wish list items? We're kind of at that time. Black Friday's coming. Uh, maybe, you know, if we're listening and, and you can convince, right, and your, your significant other also rides or you're listening for your significant other or whatever, you can listen to uh, some of these options and, and find something that they would like too. But I'd want to know, Brad, what the, what are three items you want in your Moto wish list? All right, so unmoto related, but moto uh, important for moto the season. Moto adjacent, <laughs> yeah, would be lights. 
in the carport. Now I mentioned that last time, but uh, that's coming to fruition. So that's kind of the big uh, gift that I've asked for. I'd be happy with just receiving that. But that aside, uh, very much motorcycle related would be a uh, new helmet. So I'd like to get a new riding helmet. Now I don't have, I know these are gonna be very generalized uh, because I'm pretty easy going, but just a new new helmet, a riding jacket, and then uh, new tires for the KLR. New tires for the KLR. Yeah, they're pretty bald. Yeah, so I mean, even even once I get it get it running uh, this season, um, it's it can't really be on the road the way it is. It really needs new tires. So, um, looking forward to getting something on there. I've kind of thought I've kind of been trying to find something maybe a little bit more uh, street oriented. The ones that I usually get are you know pretty off-road oriented which i like but i do spend a lot of time uh, commuting and doing other things on it so i'm at least looking around to see what some of my options are but uh for the tire sizes there's not a whole lot of options so we'll have to see not sure probably won't get any of those for christmas because i just care about the lights but those would be on my my wish list i think it's really important to start getting some good riding gear and um, some good tires on the bike. I I agree. I think good gear is important. Um, I think those are good uh, good options. Also, I mean, not exorbitantly crazy. You're not you're not asking for a Tenere 700 or you know a new Goldwing or anything crazy like that. So why would I want to? Hopefully you get it all. Or a Tenere 700. Hopefully you get it all. Oh my gosh! I the the shop lights is a pretty good investment. Bimart has a sweet deal on those if you have a Bimart in your area. If you don't know what Bimart is and you have one in your area, I'm, uh, I can't talk to you anymore. Uh, but uh, they have a really good Black Friday deal on some shop lights. So um, definitely might be buying my own Christmas gift. But uh, if you're into it and you need lights, because lights are pretty important, and even if you're, uh, have, you have lights, but they're not that great, uh, phenomenal lights, really good uh, um, amount of lumens and life expectancy on these for 20 bucks a piece right now. So uh, check them out. Yeah, it's not bad. Like I said, I think those are reasonable requests. I hope I hope it works out. Yeah. What about you? What is on your Christmas wish list? Now, before I dive into that, I think uh, it's oh. important to note we did ask around a little bit, and we did get some uh, some research from at least those that we ride with and hang with and, and those we know in the moto community. So I thought I'll share some of the answers we got here. Um, I think most notable, we ended up with uh, helmets, just, just like you. Everybody wants a helmet. Um, and actually tires was the, uh, the other one that came up a couple times. A, a, so, a tire changer, though, was also on the list. Now, that was where I was going to get at some of the stranger requests. And not, not just any, but this is a pretty official, like, shop-quality tire changer. This this thing was pretty beefy. It was the, uh, was it the Weaver WM807, whatever that is. X. Assist. I haven't, uh, Arm combo yeah. motorcycle tire changer. Uh, Derek Weaver's website listed at $1,730 and it's in stock. So, I mean, you could order it and you'd, you'd probably get it in time for Christmas. That's what you really So want. if the, if the rider in your life is always changing tires and complaining about bloody knuckles, it's the perfect gift for them. 
Yeah, and it's not the most expensive one. I mean, I'm looking here on the side and I see some for $3,300 and combo kits and stuff. So, you know, it seems to be right in the middle. Looks pretty sweet. You'd have to have space for it, I guess. That's the biggest concern. And my, my question is, will it change the lawnmower tire also? I think that's pretty important. We bent your, uh, your uh, spoons the last time we tried to do that. So They still work. I've replaced a handful of tires since then, so. No harm, no foul. It was an adventure nonetheless. Yeah, I think that that was an interesting ask. Some of the others, somebody's looking for a new street bike, and they don't know what they want yet. So I told him to keep on buying a KLR, but you know, it sounds like he wants a KLR, but his friends aren't getting it. So he wants, and he wants to swim with the fishes instead of, <sighs> yeah, somewhere else. I it's guess. it's the age old. We can get. We've gotten into this before, and can always get into it again, but. It's that age-old debate over street versus dirt on a on an adventure bike. You know, you want to put a thousand miles of road on on the bike before doing a couple hundred miles off road, and then a thousand miles back home. You know, what what bike do you get that doesn't make that thousand miles on road terrible, and or that few hundred miles off road terrible, right? And it's pretty hard to find that median. I don't think anybody really has done it yet. Everybody that's had something finds it not quite good enough for one or the other, right? Sounds like his buddies with the KLR are unhappy with the highway performance. So they want something more highway related. But I think going more that route, you're going to be unhappy with the off-road performance. So, you know, it's kind of a a lose-lose in that situation, at least for what we have. I recommended the Tenere 700. I think that's a a pretty good medium, but you're not going to find one at a low price. In fact, you may not find one. I don't know what the stock looks like at local dealerships. You may not even find one, but uh, you know, I think he's looking for a used bike, so I don't know if that helps anyway. Okay, the other one that came up, I, right? The other one that came up was somebody's looking for an R1250, the brand new GS. And as awesome as those bikes are, I, I know my wife's not getting me that. Yeah, that's a that's a steep uh, request, very very <laughs> steep. But it would be pretty awesome. I mean, we, we know we, Dennis will probably buy it. Just that's that's what he's going to get. That'd be my guess there. Uh, did we have any other ones? Yeah, some interesting, you know, dirt bike tires, I guess. That was yeah, the more tires tire that you mentioned. Now, I guess it's the right time here. So for my three, they kind of oh, fit into this a little I'm bit. Guess. Can I guess? Well, you already know. I know. Well, that's what makes it fun is I get to guess and be right. <laughs> I love when you guess things we've already talked about. Okay, you go ahead. Then. I don't think it's a guess, but uh, one of them is, is good uh, track leathers, and I'm still debating whether that's a two piece, so I can use them more street than only than you know than solely track. But I think, uh, yeah, I think there's more track days in my future after riding with MotoFit. I uh, I thoroughly enjoyed that and continue to look back on that experience, wanting to do it again. So, okay. I think better riding gear for a track day would be much better for my form as well as much more comfortable and probably a lot safer. So good leathers would be nice. Um, likely going to do a two piece so I can wear the jacket and or pants on, on street rides as well, rather than having a big one piece race suit. Um, also kind of to your point of motorcycle adjacent, but not necessarily motorcycle uh, looking for a leather shop bag for sheet metal work. I think that would be nice. Kind of a sandbag shop bag so I can, work a little more like I did on the seat pan, getting more of a cup into it might've been fun and having that ability beyond just, uh, you know, a stump and, and some two by fours 
for forming would be nice. That, that gives you kind of a a blank canvas because uh, you can form that bag wherever you want to. So that seemed like a, a fun thing to have to uh, be able to up my sheet metal game a little bit. And then this is much more uh, specific in use. But the uh, I don't know if you've seen the uh, Kyriakin turn signals, but uh, they're tiny and super friggin' bright. I finally found a dealership that actually has a uh, an example bank wired up to a battery on their shelf in the parts department. I went by, Latest has it set up. I don't know if they still do. They did when I was there a while back. Sure. Um, and they are as impressive as the web. You know, you look at them online and you think, man, these... These are awesome for how small they are. They're not terribly priced. I mean, good turn signals are expensive either way. These things are, you know, almost, you almost can't see them on the bike, but when they're, whatever LED technology they're using, when they're on, they're probably brighter than my OEM on any of my bikes. So on the project build, to keep it street legal and, and to do it right, they're the right the right part that I'm looking at now, so. I guess the dilemma with LEDs, especially when they're that small, is it's probably going to be a single diode. And then uh, the other concern that comes to mind for people to keep uh, aware of is uh, that LEDs are very directional. And so you're not going to have that dispersion like you would from an incandescent. So I, I know that you saw them and straight on, I'm sure that they're brighter than crap. But what do they look like at a 45 degree angle or from uh, 90 with respect to its orientation? They were definitely noticeable. I mean, probably, like I said, as much or more than OEM. Because from straight the on, side. they're so bright. I'm talking from, from the side. I mean, they're, they're, not, they're not blank LED, right? There's a lens over the top of them that helps disperse that light. They're not just an LED diode pointed in one direction. There is a lens to, to help spread that out. So they're, they're done right. I got to say that they're, they're some of the nicer ones. At least within kind of newcomers to the market, they're not that new. But compared to a lot of the LEDs that exist, they're fairly new. Uh, they're they're pretty good. Um, I like them. I, I plan to use them for the build. It helps that their the shape and, and form and size work really well for basically any custom. So I'm a fan. Not not sponsored or anything, but I I like them thus far. I'm sure I'll have a lot more to say once I throw them on and and can give uh, more specific use case conversations from there. Well, I bring it up, and I know you don't like me throwing this out, and I'm not trying to just diss on it, but I think that it's important to be aware of, since we're talking about it, that, you know, last the last episode that we talked about was about safety and visibility and uh, other people being able to see you. And, that, and that's why I'm, I bring it up, and I push you a little bit on that, that I know it's what you really want, but uh, I know that you're also um, kind of critical towards um, being seen. And so that's why I just want to make sure that we're all aware of when we buy these lights, that that's at least something that you should really take into consideration is, you know, some of them are cool that you can just put it on there and nobody will really see them. But then that's the problem is nobody's going to see them. So anyway, I just wanted to have that disclaimer out there. No, I agree. Especially a lot of the, uh, a lot of the non-name brand ones, especially are that way that in the right angle, Right, they can take an awesome picture of them, looking like they're bright as day, but you throw them on a bike and it changes. My my tail light custom setup on the Scrambler was always a bit lacking in that way. That if you're dead straight behind it, I, um, you know, it was it was as bright as could be. It wasn't even LED, but just the way that the lens worked on that, it was fine. 
but you know you start getting anywhere that wasn't right you know the car's next to me if i tap the brakes not that they need to know because they're not going to hit me when they're next to me but it was pretty much unnoticeable the, the size of the lens just how that that light was manufactured was not ideal and it wasn't the most expensive on the market so i guess i can't you know can't complain too much but to your point uh there's a lot of a lot more than just what they look like in a picture. And I guess that that was my comment to having finally seen them in person, is that I can see that they are as bright as they say, not just a good picture directly behind them that shows that they're friggin' bright. But I've now seen them in person from all angles and, and they're not they're they're definitely acceptable lights. So they're enough to let somebody uh, in the side lane that's at a ninety know that your blinker is on. Probably not at a ninety, but neither are my lights on any of my bikes right now. Yeah, I think you'd be surprised. That's usually pretty critical and important, especially on newer bikes. That's one of the reasons why we've got some weird taillights, headlights, cars, and bikes, and everything else. So, but I know that you're a safe rider. Just keeping that in mind. I appreciate that uh, that thumbs up, but not as safe as I should be, probably. Although that's everybody, right? We can always be a little safer. That's the point. Track days and learning, and I'm bettering. Uh, Bettering your writing, but sounds like uh, I mean, sounds like there's a lot to look forward to this Christmas for you, man. I think I think you'll get your lights right. Yeah, well, I know that I, I may have already uh, I may have already acquired said lights for my own Christmas <laughs> present. Not all yeah. of the ones that I need, but I figured, okay, well, this is a you know this is a fair amount and cost for a gift. We usually try to keep it pretty simple. We don't do anything major for for gifts. That's just not what it is. We like to give gifts and more than we do for worrying about ourselves. So, um, yeah, so I have that. I've got some wiring. I got to, I'll have to have you come over. Like I was telling you, when I finally get it all uh, figured out as far as how I want to route and run my actual electrical from my house box, but that's part of it. That'd be huge. I would be stoked to be able to see in my carport at night without having to drag around uh, a lantern of some sort and flashlights and it just sucks i ripped a toenail off of my foot i don't know when it was last month trying to walk around in there in the dark so i'm that's huge it's huge yes yes i know that i'm going to get christmas lights for my birthday or christmas whatever you want to call it christmas lights for your birthday yeah birthday lights for christmas for coda's birthday my son's birthday we'll say that i'm with that I guess it's fair. Yeah. Nonetheless, yeah, I think, uh, you know, there's a lot out there. Obviously, keep an eye out uh, for everyone with a moto person in their uh, in their life. There are definitely good options out there. Um, chances are a good pair of gloves or heated gear or a new helmet. Helmet seems to be popular in tires. I know tires are probably hard to buy for someone unless they tell you exactly which ones they want. Most people are pretty picky and there are a lot of choices. So be careful with that one would be my disclaimer on buying tires for someone else. But a gift card to, you know, Dennis Kirk or Revzilla or any of the big manufacturers probably shouldn't throw out too many names uh, as we have no uh, relationship with any of them. But um, nonetheless, right, there's lots of places, even your local dealership, your local tire shop they'll be able to uh, hook you up with uh, with good tires. In fact, I would recommend, I guess that's that would be my big Christmas disclaimer as we kind of close out this discussion, that if there's something that the moto lover 
in your life needs for Christmas or wants for Christmas. Everything uh, for motorcycles that's a want is really just a need hidden behind a want. Um, but try to see if you can get it from your local shops. And honestly, not necessarily the big chains in your area, but the local mom and pa shops that you know that they frequent. Um, Especially this. Even if it's just a gift card. With everything going on this year, a lot of these little shops are struggling. So, you know, I've been trying uh, from my part to not be buying from the big online manufacturers as much as I can and actually get stuff from local guys, even if it's a bit more. Um, obviously, there's a there's a breaking point there that if it's significantly more, then, you know, they either need to compete or, or go. But, you know, there is a certain price to having that local shop and having that knowledge, having that support and having that place to hang out. And if that's just a couple bucks more, it's well worth the expense to shop from them. Um, so yeah, if you've got that moto lover in your life, help support them by also supporting the local shops that, that they frequent. Right. And my guess even, is you even know where that is. Even anything that, you know, if you don't know what they need or what they want, or you, it just, it's too far fetched and they want some, you know, $3,000 thing that doesn't, doesn't pan out, you know, get some apparel. I think that's huge. If you got something, if they're into Harley Davidson, you got them some Harley Davidson paraphernalia or some Yamaha or some Kawasaki. I think that'd be huge. That would be awesome. Even a little, you know, a keychain would be cool. You know, those are little things that that show that you care about something that they're very passionate about, and that's really what you're trying to go for. Exactly, and and supporting our local guys right during these times helps make sure that you know next year and and forward we can continue to go for them for support and and service and whatever we need. So that's kind of my what I, I guess wanted to to end with is make sure that we you know. If you can only get it online, then by all means get it where you can get it. But if your local shop carries stuff that they use, support them, even if it's just a gift card. If you don't know what they want, I guarantee they'll be happy with it, especially if it's your local shop that gets to uh, you know, put that money in the bank so that they can make it through these times. Yeah, even some of those smaller shops have small websites now where at least you can do orders. I think that that's something that's kind of come up. I think we're going to see that a lot more as well as you know these little mom and pops are going to have something available for you as a consumer, so you don't have to go in um, and they're going to have to, because a lot of people are doing their shopping online. So, yeah. and I've seen it's been coming, coming to fruition. It's going to be a little bit clunky, clunky and stuff. It's not going to be, you know, going to Amazon, but uh, it's a lot more rewarding to know that, especially when you need something now and you're in the middle of a project to be able to go to those shops, they're like lifesavers. So very huge. hundred percent, hundred percent. And you know, they'll all do. Yeah. If, if, if COVID's a concern, or rampant in your area, or state regulation, or all of this, right, curbside pickup, yep, it's all available, right, call them, let them know what you're looking for, that's the other nice thing about your local shop, is especially if, if the moto lover in your life, or if you have gone there before, they know your bike, they know what parts to look for, and they'll have a bit of a background as to what you're looking for, and they can help guide you on that too, um, if it's the first time you've been there, obviously, you got to build that relationship, but if it exists, having that local guy that already knows what you're doing, or girl, um, is really helpful. So it's always nice. But uh, once again, man, man, it's nice to talk. Nice to get through our, our wish lists. I hope uh, all of our significant others, families, and friends are listening so they know exactly what we're looking for under the tree this year. Um, but <laughs> nonetheless, looking forward to uh, to continuing on. Uh, next week, really like to have a discussion as to how our end of year, I guess it was our, yeah, our end of year 
New Year's expectations, thoughts, and what we thought was going to happen in 2020. Predictions, yeah. Yeah, our predictions to see uh, to see how that went. I got to imagine we were wrong on a lot of fronts just based on how this whole friggin' year went. I think it helped about I think it helped out my prediction. I'm just going to predict <laughs> that it helped my prediction. Well, I, I know there was no commuting and the big thing that we talked about and i'm just going to give a preface to it the big thing we talked about was how important these small bikes were well nobody could commute nobody was commuting this year at least in the northwest in our area based on uh, maybe who your leaders were but a lot of people that were buying bikes weren't buying the little ones maybe they were also buying little ones but big bikes were selling and that was my prediction so i think a lot of the new bikes so that's funny because my prediction one of them was related to the mid-size market and uh, there's been some a lot of things ha- that did actually happen this year in that market. So we'll go over the specifics. We'll talk about that next week. So if you haven't, go check out our 2020 uh, New Year's predictions episode, and we can go over. You know, you'll be you'll be versed and ready to laugh at all the things we got wrong um, next year. We got right. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about how uh, how it went and where we're at and. We'll be able to do that. Yeah, check it out. Check us out on Facebook. Uh, of course, slackermoto.com, all those locations. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you. If you have something on your wish list, yes. feel free, especially on Facebook. Uh, there's a community there that you can post your your thought. Obviously, like all Facebook posts, right? If you're on Facebook, you friggin' know how it works. And I don't need to tell you. So I'm not going to explain that to you. But check out Slackermoto on Facebook and post your, uh, your wish lists. Uh, I'd be curious to see what everybody's looking for, and maybe it'll help me add a few things to my wish list. So check it out, let us know, and we will talk at you next week. Until next time, ride on. Mm-hmm.